Uh, hello, everyone. Um, thank you for listening and welcome to a, another episode of our podcast called The Edge. Um, today, we've got a, a LinkedIn influencer, I would say, someone actually who I look up to, someone that I read a lot of their posts, someone I watch videos on. So we've got Kevin Apollinario on the show today. And like I said, Kevin's well known on LinkedIn. Um, he's doing a lot of really, really good things. And I thought we we just had to get him on the show. It's slightly different than kind of what we normally talk about. But we're certainly talking a lot now about kind of getting people into cybersecurity. And like I said, Kevin, it feels like I already know you. I've, I've kind of seen you on so many videos. I've read so many of your posts. That it's really quite strange. But um, as, as with like all the podcasts, the first question is really kind of give us a little bit of background about you and kind of how you, you took your journey and how you got to where you are today. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for the introduction. I greatly appreciate it. So yeah, uh, my name is Kevin Apollinario. Um, I, I I go on YouTube as KevTech IT Support. I have a YouTube channel. Um, so a little bit about me. I I Before I even got started in IT, just take a step back, right? Let's go back in time. So uh, I've been in restaurant for about 12 years. I did four years in the NYPD and uh, I wanted to get into IT. So what I ended up doing is I went to a technical training school and I learned about the CompTIA A+. And I got my certification there. And then in that same school, I got interviewed for my first job uh, working for the Department of Education. Uh, so that's basically how I got started in IT in a nutshell. But I'll be honest with you, it was not easy because a lot of people were not giving me the right information back then when I asked for help. That's one thing. And the other thing is, is that I had to learn on my own. Like I'm really like self-taught with some certain areas of IT because uh, back back then was a little different from right now where everyone's a little more open-minded where but I worked back then it was more like uh, I asked for help nobody wants to help me because the reason why they want to help me is because I, I'm probably going to take away their job or something I don't know what what kind of mindset they had back then but that's what happened to me so I, I had to learn stuff on my own and I slowly uh, worked my way up I worked from department of education I worked for an apple store I worked for an MSP company uh, I got my experience in the MSP company. I transferred that over to hedge funds, where I worked with multiple hedge funds, um, lots of white glove support, lots of executive support, a lot of executives. Like, you know how it is with executives that sometimes their stuff doesn't work, their computer doesn't work, their PC doesn't work. Or when you walk into a video room and there's like 30 of them staring at you, and for some reason you die of a video call and nothing works in the room, <laughs> and then they're always just staring at you like, oh, Oh, this is not working. Oh, okay. Let me try to figure this out. And then you, you fix it for them. So yeah, I've been in executive support for a while. And then I I grabbed those skills that I, I already knew. And even the customer service part of it is extremely important. I transferred all those skills to cybersecurity and now I'm in cybersecurity. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. I am a technical trainer. I help various people get jobs in IT from, um, from going into 2022, 600 people, 2021. 300 people and 2020, 150 people. And I've been working a lot with different age groups from like 16 to like over 60 years old. And uh, I helped someone that was like 17 get a job in IT. He's 18 now. He's a sysadmin now. I hope someone was like 55 years old and he's he, he's working like senior level support right now. So I believe in my personal belief is the sky's the limit as far as learning is concerned. The sky's the limit as far as trying to break into IT. So I, I definitely want to see everyone be successful in IT. So that's a little bit about me. There, there's so much in there that I could, could I can pick on, and I'll, I'll leave John, John an opportunity to ask a question. But I, I guess 
you said and i I, i've like i said i've listened to some of your videos and and you started off working in your family's pizza restaurant is that right yeah so i i worked at a pizzeria um i've been i've been working since i was nine years old so like my work act is a little weird because uh my family is not this is not this I'm, i'm not privileged or anything i'll be honest with you so i started out extremely poor so my mom and my dad, they worked, they worked in a sewing factory making like $5 an hour. And I have to work because I have to help with the with the school and tuition and everything. So I have to work as well. And uh because of that, uh, we will get we will get criticized because it's like, why you have a nine-year-old working together with the family? He's nine years old. Like he should be doing he'd be at school and do other stuff, right? But with me, as I did both. I went to school and I would work when I was nine years old. And then when I was like around 14 years old, I worked at a pizzeria with my dad trying to get the bills paid and stuff like that. So I've been working for a while and that's, that's because my work ethic was, it was taught to me by my dad. So uh, I do look up to my dad because my dad is the, if I wouldn't be where I wouldn't be the type of person I am if it was for my dad, because of the way he works and the way he is as a person. So that definitely uh, his, he has influenced me a lot. So that's just one, that's one person that I look up to as a, as I guess the son, I guess so. See, I I, th- I think that's a, a brilliant story. I mean, when we look at the Western world, a lot of people would judge that of why are you putting a child to work, but actually, it's not. It wasn't unusual fifty years ago, and it's certainly not that unusual, say, outside of what I would call the Western world. And for me, your journey and and the fact you were doing that at that age for me, that's part of why your work ethic is the way it is. And the fact that when you kind of get knocked down, you get back up again and, and you're teaching other people to do the same thing. But before I let John speak, sorry, John, I'm kind of cramming all the questions in. Um, you said about people not helping you when you tried to first get into IT. I'd like to echo that as well, because I've been in IT a long time, 25 plus years. And it certainly felt early on that either you people didn't want to help you or they couldn't help you because everything was quite new and one of the things that i really like about cybersecurity and the way it is today is that people are much more willing to help and i wonder if that's partly to do with the fact that there are so many jobs out there and you're not really taking anyone else's jobs because th- th- there are so many or whether people just realize that helping each other is the right thing to do um, but we could have a whole topic on that. So, John, I'll, I'll hand over to you. You, you go ahead and ask something. Um, I kind of want to get back to uh, the work ethic. Uh, it, it really comes through in your interviews, uh, videos that you've done, uh, some of the writings that you've done. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about how you help people um, absorb the work ethic that you have and uh, why it's fundamental to their success? I I believe that um, for me, like I always talk about being consistent and having consistency, whether it's through a job or something else. And for me, like if I'm the type of person because I drink so much coffee that I will literally walk into a room and I would just change the vibe of the whole room. It doesn't matter if it's IT or, or not. So I could be in a room and I could be with a bunch of students or people in class and I would tell them, like, you have to do this, you have to do that. And at the end of the day, and I and I, I'm I'm very honest with people. At the end of the day, I could only give you so much advice. You either take it or don't take it. So it's just like simple as that. Like I'm very honest with the person. Like if you if you do my if I if you talk if you take my advice with a grain of salt, 
and you literally take the time to dive in and learn these topics, learn these technologies, uh, you will definitely be successful in IT. So for me is when it comes to having consistency, trying to motivate people, like at the end of the day, they have to look at themselves in the mirror and they have to do it themselves. I can't really motivate someone to do it. It's entirely up to them if they want to do it or not. I'm just here to try to push you. I'm like the I'm like the David Goggins of IT. So basically, I try to push you and make you a lot better. But it goes back to the person themselves if they want to do it, if they don't want to do it. So for me, it's like the reason why I push people for better is because I want you to be successful. But the thing is with with me is that I I cannot con- physically I cannot control how you think mentally. So it goes back to a mindset kind of thing. You really got to have a positive and strong mindset, especially when you're brand new to IT. If you're someone that's brand new and you're starting from zero and you have no work experience, you will find that people will not hire you because you have no job experience. So that goes back to mindset as well. So you got to have a strong mindset when you're trying to break into IT because it takes it takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, and having the willingness not to give up to actually go and, and apply for a job. And that's the same mindset you need to have in life in general, like things in life in general, when it comes to life in general. And for me, I, I actually relate certain things to life itself because not only you have to have a strong mindset in IT, you have to have a strong mindset in life itself because sometimes you, you have situations where unfortunately you cannot control that. There's no way you can control everything in your life. So you have to figure out how to be balanced. You have to figure out how to be well-rounded. And whatever happens to you, don't worry about it. Just you know, stay positive. Things will slowly work out. And I'm pretty sure that if you stick to it, it, everything will just turn around and be better for you. That's just my perspective on that question you asked me. I I love the David Goggins uh, reference there. I mean, guys, the stuff that he has done physically and and the background he's come from is just absolutely amazing. Um, Talk to me a little bit about interviews. I in the past, I, I was a manager, so I've hired a lot of people. I've been through many uh, interviews, some successful, some not. Um, I like your approach to to how how to interview for for a role. Can you walk me through some of the the tips that you um, provide to your audience? Yeah, definitely. So, as far as interviews are concerned, the one thing that's very important for anyone that's that's hearing this uh, podcast is extremely important is having a feel for the room that's one thing the other thing is when you go for a job interview that's super duper important keep in mind that your question changes depending on who you're interviewing so like if you're speaking to a hiring manager and that manager is pretty technical then you could actually talk about your home labs virtualization talk about whatever's in the job description whatever you're working on you could talk about that that's fine but some people are not tech savvy so you have to keep in mind that each individual person is different. So you got to get a feel for the room. When you're going and asking these interview questions, you cannot be too technical with certain people because they don't understand what you're talking about. That's just that's just the reality of interview questions. The other thing is, um, when, it's, when as far as interview questions are concerned, real, I'm being realistic with you. At the end of the day, the manager wants to see if you fit well with the company culture, if you fit well with the team, if you fit well with the people in the company. So you have to keep in mind that when you go for a job interview, if they're asking you these really strange personality questions, it's because they want to know if you feel well with the industry, if you feel well with the company themselves, if you feel well with the team members. So they ask you, like, tell me about yourself or what is your greatest strength or how do you 
how do you resolve an issue when you're having a bad day with a user or a client? Or how do you work? Do you work well with a team? Like th those questions are intentionally being asked because they want to know if you fit well with the team. Because at the end of the day, you're a new employee, right? The last thing you, that, that every hiring manager that I have spoken with, that I have worked with, or I, I talk to, they look at it this way. Okay, this person, can I be in the same room with this person 24-7? That's the question that I like to ask myself. If I cannot be in the same room as this person, why would I want to hire this person? It doesn't make any sense, right? So that's extremely important is having the right attitude, having the right personality. Because a lot of these managers, if you, you talk to a manager, they, they'll tell you straight up like, oh, I could teach you IT, but if your customer service sucks, I don't want to deal with you. If your personality sucks, I don't want to deal with you. Because a lot of people that come into IT, they don't have the right personality. Like a lot of, this has changed in 2023, like just in general, like that, like being a know-it-all and being a jerk and having all these things that are bad, like that, you got to throw that out the window. You cannot be like that anymore in 2023. You actually got to be a team player, work well with your team, be with customer service, uh, try to give back feedback, try to help the team. Documentation is extremely important. All these things are important when it comes to trying to get into IT. So some of my questions that I answer on, on interviews or on videos, it, it varies from, from question to question. But at the end of the day, when I answer some of these questions, I'm trying to show the hiring manager that I fit well with the team, that I get along with the team, and that I'm not I'm not trying to fight anybody. I just want to be friends with everybody, and I'm trying to you know be part of the team. That's basically how it is with when it comes to like these interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's some really good advice. I mean, similar to John, I've I've been interviewed a lot, and I've interviewed and hired a lot of candidates. I would always know within the first two or three minutes if that person was going to progress yep and it depending on obviously when i first started off on my career i was interviewing and hiring people on a support desk to, to kind of do first second line support and when you're interviewing that kind of entry level role almost the skills that people are bringing aren't aren't really from a technical point of view aren't that i, I was never really bothered about really because i could teach them those things it was about worth eth ethic it was about commitment. It was about how they would fit in with the team. Obviously, as I got a bit more senior in my career, I was hiring more senior people. And then you do need to bring in a little bit more about experience and possibly certifications and 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 those kind of things because you're hiring someone that's going to be taking on a heavier workload, more technical stuff, and, and possibly it, you can't hire kind of entry level. But a question I've got for you, and one of the things that I've noticed, and I, I haven't really been interviewed for, for many years properly. I think once you get later on in your career, it's more who you know than what you know. Um, but my experience with hiring managers in the past was they didn't really know what they were looking for from a technical point of view anyway. So quite often you could run rings around those people because they didn't really know. And And I get the impression in cyber some of the hiring managers don't understand the cyber community, so don't really know what they're hiring for anyway. Uh, and 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 they should just concentrate on hiring a person that's going to fit rather than ask the technical questions. But I just wonder what your experiences is. Is is it do the hiring managers today just ask about kind of 
fit of the team and, and personality or do they start to go into the more technical stuff and do they actually understand it? Um, for me personally, like from based on my interview process and the interviews I have gone to gone to, and also I actually am a, I'm a technical trainer. So like I, I deal with students all the time telling me their stories of who they interview and stuff like that. Um, for me, but basically some of some questions are personality questions. Like they're, they're really like go really go in depth with personality questions some questions are not personality questions. They're very technical because they want to see if this person knows what they're doing. Because some of these hiring managers, um, not all of them, obviously, but some of these hiring managers, they want someone that already at least at least understands fundamentals or basic knowledge, which is, and I always preach about this. I always talk about this. It's fundamentals. Like you, you cannot go into a job if you don't know fundamentals, right? So a lot of these jobs in IT, they tend to ask, fundamental questions like basic questions in it and this is why i speak about learning about fundamentals because it's like going it's like building a house right if you have a strong base the whole house won't fall apart you gotta have a strong base it starts with the base when you build a house so i always preach learn fundamentals because when you go to these job interviews they're gonna ask you basic questions like what is an ip address how does dns work what is dora um tell me a little bit about active directory Tell me a little bit about um, how how when you plug in a computer, how does that get an IP address? How does that work, right? So you you have questions like that that are some some of them may be tech savvy, some of them may not be tech savvy. At the end of the day, when it comes to interview questions, and I'm telling everyone here that's listening, at the end of the day, is can you build a conversation with the person in the interview, right? That's super duper important. Like you go to a job interview. And you give someone just one answer and that's it. And then you're quiet the entire time. That's not going to help you at all. So you have to go and actually build a conversation with the hiring manager, whoever it is, build a conversation with them. Make, make sure you make, make yourself likable to that interview. Because if you have a conversation with someone and has a hiring manager, like anyone that has been in, in the management, if you if you spend two minutes with that person and they're talking to you, and you like their answers, and they're building a conversation with you, you already got the job. I'll be honest with you, because this happened to me. You already got the job. If When you go to a job interview, and you're not even talking about IT anymore at this point, you're talking about like something not tech-related at all, and all right, uh, they, I, yeah, I'm going to hire this guy. You already got the job. You already got the job. If, if you have a hiring manager like that, they already know if they're going to hire you or not, because how you answer that question, how you build a conversation with them, and how your personality is. So it does happen like that. It's like some jobs, they, they, if you like your personality, the hiring manager will stop asking you technical questions. They was like, okay, I'm not going to ask him any more questions because he, I already, I, I want this person. I already know that I want this person. So it's like that. Some It depends on the company. But yeah, maybe personality, maybe technical. Hopefully that answers your question. See, I, I, I always had a, like when I interviewed people, if I showed them the computer room, that was a sign to my team. Jay likes this person. Like we've like this could be a new team member. So I will I would always pick one of my members of my team and I would say, Can you go and take so and so and show them the computer room? That meant go and interview this person yourself, show them all the, the lights in the computer room and figure out if you if you like them because I that was my sign to say I like this person. Jay, Jay, and, Jay, that's that's a bit of a dated reference these days. I mean, is uh, cloud has yeah. taken that computer room and moved you, it out. You, the, you point out the window I, and say, look at the cloud. Yeah, I remember yeah. doing the same thing. It's like, hey, let's take the person back to the data center. We'll show them all the, the fun boxes and, and all the gizmos going on there. And 
now it's uh can't out, do that now out in the cloud yeah <laughs> can't can't, uh, pay, so, can't pitch your technology anymore i i i guess let's start at the beginning for you for, not at the beginning kev but kind of a, a, a bit further along why did you decide to go into it what 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 why was it something you were interested in when you were younger did you get a computer what was it that kind of made you want to want to do that career it's a long story but it's a good question uh my first computer was a sony a sony val with windows xp uh and i had 512 megabytes of memory uh and i was playing with that computer and and um i literally was always opening so i'll be honest with you like i am like I'm a gamer. I'm a, I have a PC game. If you look behind me, I have a, I'm a gamer. So I play video games. I've been playing video games for over 20 years. Um, but I'm a gamer. But also, I, I'm i the type of person that I'm a little curious about everything. So like I, tell, I like to open like iPhones. Like Before I got into IT, actually, I was actually fixing iPhones. I was fixing iPhone screens, changing batteries of the iPhone, um, the iPhone 4, the iPhone 5. Those phones, I've been fixing them for a while, and uh, I was always curious about technology. The problem with me is, is that I didn't know about uh, A plus, like the CompTIA A plus. I didn't know about that. Uh, I didn't know how to break into IT. Nobody would would give me any information about it when I asked about it back in 2020, 2014. I was asking about it. Nobody told me about it. That's the that's the other thing. And I always been good with my hands and fixing computers. I always been good with that stuff for some reason. I don't know why, but I always been good with that. And my my dad made the the conversation with me. He's like, you should you should get into IT or you should work like computer repair or something like that. So, and I said, okay, let me see what happened. I went to that school and that school where I went to in in New York because I'm based in New York. They have a school for technical training. It's absolutely free. I didn't even know about it. And I went to that school and I got my education there, learning the CompTIA A plus. But before going into that school, I made that decision first. With the approval of my dad, because my dad, my dad at that time, going all the way back in time again, uh, my dad was taking dialysis. So my dad was taking dialysis. He's been taking dialysis for five years. He has a kidney transplant now, but he, he took dialysis. And I spent half my day with him in the hospital. I spent half my day with him. Yeah. I was literally just with him the entire time. And I had the the, the thing is like I don't want to leave the hospital when I with him. When I could go to school, like and learn these things, like I was, I had to get permission from him because I don't want to leave him yeah. by himself. So, I ended up learning the IT skills, going to that school. I got approval from him, and I did both. I went to, I went to school, I went to class, I learned the A plus stuff, and I went to go see my dad every day. So that's how I got into the learning of IT because of that. And the, and the professor I met in my school, uh, his name is Andrew. Uh, he's still teaching in that school smart guy super duper smart like he he's able to explain stuff in a non-tech way for someone like me that comes from a restaurant background i understand yeah. exactly what he's talking about because he knows how to break it down and that 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 person inspired me to teach on youtube he's one of the persons that inspired me to teach on youtube because he said you should make a youtube channel and, and teach because i like the way you, you you teach i like the way you talk your energy is completely different from other people. You should just go ahead and make a YouTube channel and see what happens, right? So my teacher was he he taught me a lot, a lot about IT. And I learned on my own after that. But yeah, it's a story. It's a it's a long story, but it, it's it always 
It's a bit frightening for me when you say my first computer had Windows XP on it. And I'm sure John gets the same kind of shivers when people say that. Because I'm like, that was probably a third of the way through my career or probably halfway through my career. So it's quite, reminds me how, how old I am. Um, but I know it's on LinkedIn. And I mean, we've talked about this a little bit already, but you clearly want to help people. You've got your your KevTech stuff, the YouTube stuff. You you come on podcasts like this. You went on Simon's Infosec Live stuff. You post a lot, almost daily, more than daily, probably lots of posts. Um, and it's all about helping people. You're not doing it to, or or at least it doesn't appear like you're using you're doing it to become like an influencer or any of that kind of stuff. You're not kind of doing it for that reason but but what is the reason you are doing it why why do you want to help people where does that kind of come from uh that comes from motivation for me because i want to make i want to make people's lives a lot easier breaking into it because when i first started it nobody wanted to help me so that's the reason why i created my youtube channel and that's the reason why i try to help other people because nobody wanted to give me the information that i needed when i first started it and a lot of people that i have met throughout my years or throughout being in throughout being in tech, like I I have been I have been taught like you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do certain things. Like I've been taught like the amount of negativity I got uh when I created my YouTube channel, when I try to help people and stuff like that. When I first started my YouTube channel, it's like, yeah, okay, you wanna you wanna you wanna you wanna say something like that? I'll prove you wrong right now. And then I, you know, I obviously I prove people wrong. So with me, it's like some people, um that I know, and, and this is gonna this is gonna sound bad to them, but some people that I know, they're still trying to break into IT and they're still judging me for what I do, and they still not they don't even have a job in IT. They're still trying to look for a job in IT, like over seven years ago. And these people that tell me what to do, I don't listen to them. So like I ignore the noise around me. I don't listen to anyone around me. I do my own thing. If I'm if I want to help people, that's fine. Um, other people will charge you. That's I don't care. You you want to pay for something? That's fine. For me, I do it for free because I grew up extremely poor. Mind you, I grew up poor. So because of my 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 mindset is like, if I could be a person that's poor, come out of nowhere, get get into IT, and then take care of my family, and then be 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 good after that, being in IT. Why can't anyone else do this, right? Why can't anyone else be successful in IT? I don't see why not, right? So that's why I created my channel. That's why I have my LinkedIn profile. So I'm always active. So I'm always, that's why I have my own Discord. I have a Discord of 7,000 members. It's free because at the end of the day, like if I could do this, I feel like anyone could do this. And that's why I created my content and all that stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I I really look up to you. I mean, I, I think what you're doing to help people I think your work ethic, the the background you've come from, and the not giving up kind of mentality is an amazing one. And the positivity, just talking to you, you you can tell how positive you are. You can you can tell those kind of things. And and IT and and cyber is a very difficult place to work. We we see a lot of posts about mental health and and well being and burnout and all of those kind of things that are going on and and. How how do you, I mean, you've clearly been juggling 20 balls all of your life, all at the same time. Like you said, you were going to school, you were you were going to college, you were in hospital with your dad. You you've clearly been working and going to school for a lot of time in your life. And now you're you've you've just got a new job, which we'll talk about in a in a bit. But how do you 
balance all of that stuff that's going on and still get out of bed with the positive mindset. And I, you did say earlier, you drink a lot of coffee, so that's probably part of it. Um, but how, how do you, how do you do it? How, I mean, no doubt you got a lot of no's when you were looking for jobs. How do you get up every day, put the kind of positivity hat on and, and, and not only just remain positive yourself, but take a lot of your own energy and give it to other people to help them be positive. It's just, for me, it's amazing. And so how do you do it? How can you just do all of those things? With, with me is like you said, it's a lot of coffee. That's one. The other thing is with me is like, um, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not sure if you're a religious person, but I am a religious person somewhat. Um, the thing with me is that I'm still, I'm still, thank God I'm still healthy. I'm okay right now. Right. I still have energy and everything, but um, eventually I won't have energy. Right. Cause I'm still, I'm still young. I'm not that old, but um, if I have the energy and I have this right now with me, like I have, this energy with me right now, I, I should I should try to give it back. I should try to help help other people. I'm taking advantage of what I have now because I know when I get older, it's not going to be the same thing, right? Um, so for me, is the energy and the vibe, and also um, because I I've been put through a lot of obstacles in life, um, like a lot of obstacles in life, like so many that things have done have turned 360 for me and i and i like things that have gone bad for me like in my life in general it's just like man like i don't i don't want anyone going through this that's one the other thing is is like um if, if i could go through all that i think anyone could do anything like believe me or not i think anyone could do anything like for me it's like it was all those it goes back to mindset um and i am also a i'm also a huge advocate of uh judo uh, I've done judo in the past, so I, my discipline is a little insane as far as certain things are concerned. And I try to be positive because nobody wants to work with someone that's negative, especially when you go for a job or you go into a job environment or you go into an office. Like, if I'm having a bad day, uh, I I take that with me to my house and keep it in my house. If I have if I if I'm going to an office. That bad, that bad day I'm having, I'm removing that and I'm not bringing it to the office. I don't want that. That's the last thing I want to do is, is bring that. Because I learned that from my sensei. It's like he told me that if you can't control your emotions, then don't don't post anything on social media. Don't go to a certain area because you don't you don't know what you're capable of doing when you're upset or you're angry. So don't don't let your emotions take control of you. You control your emotions. So. That's something that I spoke with a lot, well, all the time with my sensei, is learning how to control your emotions. That's super duper important. Learning how to have discipline. Those things are very important. So when I wake up in the morning, um, if I could change one person's life, that's a win for me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can make a post and it gets one like. I don't care if it gets one like. If, it, it, if someone is reading along the line, scrolling down on their phone or on their computer, and they see a post that I made and it helped them, that's a win for me. It doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be five people, 10 people, or 100 people. One person that I change, that's a win for me. I don't care about anything else. It's just that. That's a win for me. And my mindset has always been like that. I'm a, I'm a positive person because I've been through the negative side of things. And at the end of the day, I'm still standing. I'm still here. <laughs> and that's because of my, my mindset, because of what I've been through. Because of all the stuff I've been through, I'm still standing here. And that that is goes back to mental health. 
uh, mindset and just being the way, being the type of person you are. With me, I exercise as well. I'll be honest with you. I exercise a lot. So that's another aspect of this, which is why I have so much energy because I do exercise. I used to be close to 200 pounds and I went from a size 40 to a size 32 and I'm not, I'm not fat anymore, but that's a lot, another story for another day. So that's why my mindset is like that because I worked out, I have discipline. I talk to my sensei. Uh, I try to keep a positive mindset because the last thing you want is for to be negative when you go into social media and all these other platforms. So, yeah, I, I think mental strength is, is critical. I mean, I, I've done karate. I did judo when I was younger and then I pivoted to karate. I did karate for 15 or 20 years. I, I got my black belt. I, I taught for a little while and then I got injured and I've not been able to go back because I've got a, a shoulder injury and I, I really miss that. And, and I've told many people this, but the reason I took up karate was because everything else that I did in my life, I could still think about work. I never truly switched off. But if you're doing a martial art and you don't switch off, you get a fist or a foot in your face um, and it's it's never much good. So it, it forced me to switch off. And, and John, I know you and probably everyone that's listening to this podcast knows that you're an avid cycler and you do Peloton and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. Have you always done that? And I've never asked you this before, even though I've known you for a while. But is that your way of getting out and escaping? I mean, yeah, that was it wasn't something I've always done. It's something that's always been there. I did a lot of cross country and track as as a kid um, and then I kind of lost uh, touch with it. And then I got back into it early 2000s and injured my knee. So um, had meniscus damage and that pretty much killed my running career, which led to biking and through biking different than what, you know, maybe what you guys are, are talking about. For me, it's just blanking out my mind. Um, when you're going up a hill, your heart rate's at maximum. Um, there's nothing you can think about. Your, your, your brain's pretty much uh, starving for oxygen. Oxygen, And uh, that's when I achieve mental clarity. It's, it's when I achieve that relaxed mindset and uh, takes me to that happy place. So um, that's, that's kind of how I deal with it. Yeah, I definitely think Physical exercise for me is pretty key. I mean, I try and get out every day. I mean, the weather in the UK is not great. I know, I've been to New York. I know it's either boiling hot in the summer or freezing cold. So I can imagine you've got a similar situation. I'm I'm not somebody that can, can go to the gym. I, I struggle with that. I, I much prefer just to get out and go walking. I do a lot of hiking. But for me, eating right, exercising right, and sleeping right is critical for my mental health and actually the exercising right and the eating right helps me with the sleeping right if i don't exercise i do struggle to sleep and john's gonna laugh when i say this but if i drink coffee at 7 p.m i struggle to sleep um but kevin i want to i want to kind of pivot a little bit onto i know you've got a new job congratulations i mean i've seen you post um so i've got a kind of a twofold question one is like how how was that experience for you getting that new job and what is next for you what and, and this is a very much an interview question i'm sorry i mean i don't want to put you back into interview mode but like what was the, the, the journey like getting that job and wh where is kevin going next what is your do you have a longer term plan yeah yeah definitely i do have a long term plan uh, at some point i do i do want to be an it manager but for cybersecurity 
Um, but before getting in, before answering your other question as well as yeah, so yeah, the IT manager would be what I want to do down the long run. Not now, obviously, but at some point. Um, and for me, getting this job in cybersecurity, it, it felt it was it's. I I I when I got the job, I I I had like so I have like can someone pinch me because I think this I think I'm imagining things over here. But yeah, so basically for me, getting into cybersecurity, like I literally uh took the time to network on LinkedIn. So. Um, I, I tell people like sometimes it's not what you know, it's who you know. So I got this job through networking. So literally I I, I buckled down in, in, in 2022 and I only had 9,000 followers. Now I have 30,000 followers. Um, and that's because I was so active on LinkedIn. Um, and LinkedIn is like, LinkedIn is like a two-way streak because a lot of people apply for jobs which is fine. You could you could apply for jobs. But the thing is on LinkedIn too, is that you cannot be needy, needy, needy. Like it be, I need this, I need that, I need this. Like you have to give back to the community at the end of the day. Like it's all about giving back because um, LinkedIn is for jobs. LinkedIn is for posting you need a job. That's fine. But you also have to give back to the society or to the community because when you give back, it actually pays itself forward 10 times fold. For, for me, it's, it happened to me. So literally, I spent like the whole year networking, meeting people, uh, engaging through different cybersecurity events and stuff like that. And um, I got this job because of that, because at the end of the day, I applied for a role. I look at the role and I added someone as a reference because of what, who I met through the whole year. I met somebody and I added them as a reference. I got the job because of that. Um, and my manager that I have right now, he's so like, He's been following me on LinkedIn since the beginning of January 2022, which is not normal. That says a lot about social media because a lot of hiring managers and job recruiters, they do look at your social media. So sometimes you got to be careful with what you say and what you do on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, because they check all that. So that's why I tell people, do not be negative on LinkedIn because hiring managers will see that. Do not talk bad about job recruiters. Hiring managers see that. Do you not talk about about your previous employee? Hiring managers see that. So be careful of what you say on LinkedIn because it will hurt you if you do anything like that. So for me, I got this job because of that. I literally just networked like crazy, applied for the job. My manager saw who I am. My manager watches my YouTube videos. And he said, yeah, I I, I can teach you cybersecurity. Don't worry about that. I like your personality. I don't want... I, I, I don't care. Like, do you know cybersecurity, Kevin? Like, do you know anything about cybersecurity? I'm like, ah, I know a little bit. I've been using Try Hack Me, Hack the Box, and these third-party tools and stuff like that. Okay, Kevin, don't worry about it. That's fine. I'll teach you how to do that. So for me, what, what happened to me is I got the job because of my personality at the end of the day. Like, I'm not a jerk. I like to learn. I like to teach other people. I like to create documentation. I like to make everyone's life a lot easier. And I work well with team members. So what got the job, what got me this job was social media networking and just having a good personality. And that's how I got this job. And I'm working um, in an identity access management role right now. And that's, that's pretty much it for me. So I, and I, and I want to also be a manager at some point, but yeah, that basically, hopefully that answers your question. I, I think we've gone full circle basically, and it all comes back to work ethic and personality. And you can be taught a lot of the other skills and they basically have been following you for a year and you've had a year long interview. I can imagine your actual interview was relatively short. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I've said in this call a few times, 
I, I, I think what you're you're doing and what you've done is amazing. I mean, if I still had an opportunity to hire you, and I'm sure John would say the same, we'd snap you up every every day of the week because it, it's not that often that people give up that much of their time to help others. And yes, maybe you're in the back of your mind, your longer term plan was this might help me get a job. But I, I honestly don't think that was it. I think you just truly wanted to help people. Um, but John, time's running short. We've got like 10 minutes. Um, I know it's early in the morning for you, but is there anything you wanted to throw out and ask Kevin? No, I mean, uh, the infectionist uh, and the passion reminds me of what an employer that I hired. Um Gosh, what was it? Five years ago, uh, he he had just left. He'd just been did his term, his tour of duty in the military, and um, I had an open position, and I thought it was one. Uh, and uh, I decided to hire somebody else, and he just kept coming back at me like, "Hey, uh, I'd really like to work here. I'd really like to work here," and um, just had that energy, that that positivity that that Kevin just exudes, and. Um, Eventually, we realized we actually had two positions, uh, hired him. This guy went on and he was a rocket ship of, of, of awesomeness and um, learned really fast to the point where he became an automation expert and uh, currently is over at Arista. So if you have an opportunity and you're interested in automation networking, Julio Perez is the gentleman. He is outstanding. So um yeah, I would be curious. Um, so you're in identity access management now. Um, how do you see your role in cyber kind of evolving? Is, is that the area you want to stay in or are there other areas you, you look are looking to explore? Um, for me, I, I really like this job um, and what I'm doing right now is pretty cool, actually. It's a little unique from my other jobs that I have worked because I've been in IT support for a while. So a lot of my experience comes from desktop support, IT support, where I deal with customer service and I deal with executives, I deal with VPs and stuff like that. Uh, this is identity access management through Active Directory. So I deal a lot with protecting uh, AD services, um, uh, silver ticket attacks, golden ticket attacks. Um, I deal a lot with, uh, it's extremely random, but we actually set up honeypots for hackers. So we have honeypots that we set up on the back end where um, we purposely leave them vulnerable just to see who we capture, which is kind of cool. Like, I've never done that before. So like I'm learning about that as well. And I'm putting like fake VMs to see who, who we capture and stuff like that. And also I, I also do deal with um, hardening Active Directory and, and dealing with services and accounts and uh, different OUs, different group policies, um, how to standardize everything. Um, and I work a lot with the vendors that, that use our, our product because I work for, uh, and I'll say it here in this, in this podcast, it's fine, uh, for Sentinel One. I work for Sentinel One. So a lot of our companies uh, that we work with, obviously Sentinel One's a big company. So everyone uses Sentinel One. So I work a lot with vendors and the vendors that work with me, uh, it's not the same as IT support because IT support, you're dealing with customers and, and dealing with a lot with executives and customers that are not tech savvy. But for Sentinel One, you're dealing with customers and clients. I work in IT, work in IT department. So those guys are a little, they're, they actually know, like they know all their infrastructure really well. So like I could send them a PDF on something and they'll do it on their own. They don't even ask me for help. So those things, that's pretty cool. And the other cool thing is um, because they work IT just like me, 
they understand that everything's a process, that these things take time, that you cannot fix it right away. These things, some some of these things, you cannot fix it right away. You got to go on and do some research and figure out the answer and find the answer. They understand that. So a lot of our clients that we work with, they're so like understanding. Um, they don't get mad. They don't get frustrated because uh, they're all IT based. This is all IT based. Versus having to deal with a customer is angry and upset with you because their computer's not working, right? It's totally different. But yeah, um, this job is very interesting for me, to say the least. I, I don't, maybe I'll say for maybe two to three years. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah. That's pretty much it because it's pretty cool because you, you're actually not only you're defending because when it comes to when it comes to IT or when it comes to cybersecurity to answer your question, uh, cybersecurity is like if I'm doing IM, I'm doing um, you know identity access management, right? The thing is with identity access management, you need to understand both ways. You need to understand the blue team and the red team. So it's not just one team. It's not just me defending it or me protecting. It. I should understand about common Active Directory attacks or how do people get into the system? Because those things are important. You could be the you could have the strongest uh defense or be the strongest blue team person in the in the IT department, but you should know how about red team stuff as well. You should know both. That's just my opinion. You cannot just be in one one particular spot. You should know both because you need to know how it comes in, how the attacks come in, and what to defend, and how that works on the back end and all that good stuff. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, I mean. To, to be honest, I, identity, we talk about a lot. I mean, we talk a lot about zero trust on this show. We talk about SSE. And identity is something that is kind of ties everything together. It, it's that foundation. Um, but we are getting short on time. So I'm going to ask you a fun question. And I'm going to let John ask you a fun question. My fun question is going to have to be to do with food, because um, it always is. Now, obviously, you've worked in restaurants. You've worked in pizzerias, some of my favorite food. Um, New York, I've been to a few times. If I was to come to New York and I wanted to get a good meal, where would be the best place to go, and what would it be? For for me, it would be uh, for me, it would be pizza. So it's gonna be pizza. Just New York is gonna be pizza, straight up pizza. Uh, and it would it would be uh, the best pizzerias are not in Manhattan for anyone that's hearing this because I went to Manhattan and we had a, we had someone visit us from 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 another state. And they took him to Manhattan. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, the pizza is not good in Manhattan. You have to take him to Brooklyn or Queens. So, I have, like, I would physically take you to Brooklyn or Queens. So the best pizzerias are in that area. So I would take you to those pizzerias um, to answer your question. And pizza is good, man. I, I, I worked at a pizzeria for a while, so, like, I, I don't get tired of pizza. So, Well, I've spent some time in, in Little Italy in, in New York, and that the food was okay. But I've also... I've been to Italy many times. I mean, Italy is one of my favorite countries and I've been lucky enough to go to places like Naples and, and Rome and stuff. And, and the food there is amazing. I've always struggled with kind of American styled pizza because oh. it's not what I'm used to. Come on now. Um, Come on now. But, there, there's but, so many, there's so many different styles. I mean, you've got, well, your one, New York, one... you've got your New York style. You've got your Detroit style. You I just had some <laughs> Chicago style. There's probably a pack Northwest. There's a California style. There's a Texas style. I mean, it, it's it's different, but it's, it's you're going to have to do a tour of pizzas. Oh, I, I, one, I can, one, we could talk about pizza for a long time. I'm going to ask you both a question, John, before you ask yours. And, and Kev, I'm going to ask you first and then John can go after. Should pineapple go on pizza? Oh, yes. man, uh, that question. Uh, I'm going to say yes, because my dad eats pineapple on pizza. But um, for me no. personally, I don't like it. That's just me. 
but my dad eats it, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes for him. But it's just me. My yeah, it, it depends on the ingredients. Um, fresh pineapple, absolutely. Out of a can, uh, not so much. It's, it's, I'm going to take you to Italy, John. It's ingredient. I'm going to take you to Italy one day and see if you get thrown out of a restaurant. I probably um, but will. We wrap, I'll, I'll let you ask Kevin one one question. Hey, one one question for you. Uh, we all talked about exercise and and uh, structure within our lives. Um, what do you prefer, morning, afternoon, or evening for your exercise routine? I do both. So for me, I do both. Uh, I I actually. Uh, I'm going to sound crazy right now. You're going to be confused right now, or, or like uh, I do. Uh, um, I do. I do twenty thousand steps every day. So uh, hey. yeah, uh, I, do. I, I think I think like ten or twelve is good for me. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Twenty thousand. Honestly, I did a few years of doing twenty thousand, um, and my body at my age said no. You need to stop doing that because I started getting hip pain and leg pain. So. Again, Kevin's reminding me quite how old I am. Um, but I mean, Kevin, I, I it's been great having you on the show. I can't thank you enough for giving us time. I, I want to thank you for all the time you give to everybody else and all the advice you give and the positivity. Like just talking to you brightens up people's days. It's brightened up my day. No, that is brightened up John's day. I mean, there's not many people on LinkedIn or or in the world that are trying to give back the way you do. I do see people appearing to do it, but it's not always as honest as I feel it is coming from you. So I really want to wish you the, the best of luck in your career. I personally think you're going to fly. Your work ethic dictates that. Your manager is very, very lucky to have you. They're lucky to have you. And I honestly, truly would like to, to speak to you again over the next 6, 12, 18 months and just really see how your journey is going. And if if me and John ever get to New York, pizza will be on us. Pizza. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this discussion, please give The Edge a like and a follow on your favorite podcast service. And also connect with the SEC Forum on LinkedIn. Get all the latest updates and news on the phenom known as the Security Service Edge.